Welcome to You Gotta Have Faith. In Hebrews 11, chapter 1st verse, the Apostle Paul writes, Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. One more playwright wrote that it's believing you see white and your eyes tell you black. It's a belief when no one else believes. Dr. King says if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for anything. This is a podcast about faith. This is a Christian podcast where we share our faith and belief in God and also in mankind. The goodness and kindness in mankind. In today's world, we see lots of ugliness based on racism, misogyny, and age-old grudges. But there's goodness in all of us. There is goodness in this world. But it begins with our belief. You've got to have faith. And uh, today is uh, the last, no, it's, uh, yes, last day of June, wow. 2018. <laughs> Red Clay and uh, Deb Carriker this time. Uh, Craig is out, and uh, we're, Craig, we miss you. We're thinking about you today. Uh, Craig, Sending our love. Exactly. And uh, Craig has, but, you know, Craig did leave us with uh, a verse that he had on his mind, and we'll t- tackle that. And that will be Mark, fifth chapter, verse, I believe, 21 through 42. Or 43? 43, 43, 43, yes. And it's one of my favorites because it uh, deals with uh, the woman um, who touches the hymn. Of uh, the garment. It's a story within a story. Like, there are two stories here. Mm-hmm. And it's about touch, touching other people and mm-hmm. touching God. Absolutely. And before we begin, uh, let me, um, I'll engage in prayer. Heavenly Father, we truly thank you for waking us up this wonderful Saturday morning. We pray that uh, you um, bless us with, with us as we tackle your word uh, to uh, help us get all of the nuances of what you want us to uh, to understand uh, so that we can touch others through your word. Let, let us be a conduit uh, for your teachings and for your love. And we ask that everything that we say and do is blessed by the love of you. These and other blessings we ask in the beautiful name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, do you want me to read it? Since uh, sure. sure. So uh, you don't have it open yet, do you? Uh, let me... Uh, uh, it's kind of long. all queued up here. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, but go ahead. So, okay, uh, so Mark, Mark 5, 21 through 43. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough, my student Bible has the title for this section, and it's called A Dead Girl and a Sick Woman. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine is Jesus Raises a Dead Girl and Heals a Sick Woman. That's much better. Go ahead. Um, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers, named Jairus, came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask who touched me. But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, 
knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. While Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, Don't be afraid. Just believe. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion, with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha, I don't know how you pronounce this, Talitha Cohen? Yeah, I have um, Talitha Combe, K-O-U-M. Which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Or rise, little lamb, is another translation. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. All right. And there it is. It's a very modern translation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> mine is, uh, is about the same. And um, this, this, um, this passage means so much to me. I, I, was, uh, I think I've mentioned in other podcasts that um, my, uh, when I was growing up, my dad had a gospel group, the Arendition Gospel Singers, and we used to take uh, songs from Sam Cooke and the Soulsters and sing it. And this is one of, one of my favorites. Uh, Dad would sing it all the time. Touch the hem of his garment. And it's basically, it's based on um, this particular verse. And I'll, I'll play it right now. I'll just play the first verse. She had been sick, sick so very long. But she heard not, Jesus was passing by. So she joined the gathering throng. And while she was pushing her way through, someone asked her, What are you trying to do? She said, If I could just touch the devil is gone, I know I. song, and, uh, but I never really knew the Bible verse that it came from, and now I know, Mark 5, uh, 21 through uh, 40, 43. But you knew the story. Because but I, but I, yeah, I definitely knew the story, and it's, it's, it's a powerful story. It's a powerful story about touch. It's about faith. You know, um, you know you've, read, you've written some things down, and I've written some things down. Um, what, what, what did you get out of it? Yeah, so uh, like we said, or I said before, two stories. So if we focus on the unnamed woman, which we see a lot in the Bible, unnamed, Mm -hmm. um, and she's been bleeding for 12 years, and she has so much faith that she believes Mm -hmm. 
that she just has to touch the fabric that Jesus is wearing for her to be healed. Yeah. She believes in his po- that his power is so great mm-hmm. that she just has to be near it, yep. really. Yep. And, um, and she, even though she is unclean, mm-hmm. and, and in this time and age, the laws of Judaism, she is uh, isolated from everyone. Mm-hmm. No one's supposed to touch her or interact with her because she's bleeding. Yeah. And to think she's been like that for 12 years, mm-hmm. where she's been shunned and isolated from society, no touching other people at all. And right, right. I was telling Rich earlier that I'm, I'm such a tactile person. That's kind of how I check in with people. <laughs> like, I touch their, right, their right. arm or their leg. Yeah, I do the same thing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, and what, I, what really struck me is that she touches him, and Jesus stops. Mm-hmm. Like, she reaches out to Jesus, mm-hmm. and he stops everything he's doing yeah. to focus on her yeah. and allow her to testify about mm-hmm. her faith. In a way, because I imagine a lot of folks are touching Jesus, but they're probably just just reacting to him. But she has a specific purpose. She yeah. wants to be healed, right. and she believes that, he, that she will be healed just by touching him. And she's pretty desperate at this point, even yeah. the song in a different verse talks about how she went to all the doctors and yeah, 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 they couldn't exactly. help her. Right. Um, yeah, so this is really her last hope. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But but also her faith is so strong that I f- she knows mm-hmm. it's not just hope. Yeah. Because she's certain mm-hmm. that if she touches him, yeah. she'll be healed. Yeah, her, her belief is absolute. I mean, you get the sense that without any question, you know, there are a couple of things that I've written down as well. Like, you know, we have Jarius. You know, it's, it's, it's a fascinating, it's one of the more fascinating stories in the Bible where you have, the passage begins with Jarius. In the middle, you have the woman mm-hmm. touching him. And then it ends with Jarius. Right. Because they're going to, you know, Jesus, Jesus is approached by Jarius who says, listen, my 12-year-old is, is on the very sick, diet. Yeah. He's very sick. Can you come? While he's coming, the woman touches him. And then we have uh, Jarius, um, well, basically the the, uh, the servants of Jarius, basically saying, she's dead, it's over. And all well, the mourners they hire, you yeah, have to mourners. hire mourners. Right, you know? right, exactly. But it's interesting, too, that Jarius mm-hmm. is a leader in the synagogue. Yeah, that's right. So he is not only a, a prominent mm-hmm. citizen, Yeah. Um, he's going to Jesus, basically, it's dangerous for him to do that. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the... the the Jewish leaders have tried to kill Jesus already. Yeah, this is a member of the Pharisees. Yeah, yeah, and he still goes. Yeah, and he still believes. And that—that that, um, that's a great point because, let's say you have someone who belongs in one particular sect or whatever, for whatever reason, it's not working. Or you know, he's had a sense of desperation. Oh my God, you know, my, my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. Maybe I don't believe. Who knows how Jerry's felt about Jesus prior to his daughter being sick. And it's interesting how a lot of people, they don't come to Jesus or they don't even think about their faith until they're at a moment of crisis. Right. Yeah, we talked about that before, actually, right. that yeah. that crisis leads to Christ. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. You should, you should copyright that. <laughs> I'm sure I heard it from someone. Yeah. I'm sure that I wasn't the yeah. first person. Um, but also the absolute, I mean, so the woman who touches yeah. doesn't even ask. No. Everyone else asks. Everyone approaches Jesus and, and she comes up from behind him. That's right, from behind yeah. him. And her, her belief is absolute. She doesn't she doesn't question um, will it happen, you know, can it happen? And you know, we've mentioned before in the other um, let's see, uh, where where does it say it talks about how 
Yeah, in verse 26, Mark 5, 26, she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. So I can believe that as someone who goes to doctors a lot. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, she, she has done everything that she possibly can, but she has absolute faith in him. All I have to do is just touch him, and I know, not I think, it's possible, maybe, you know, I know that. that and then Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Exactly. It's because you had such strong faith in me yeah. that you are healed. Yeah. And, and you get the sense, especially, you know, with Jesus, because he tells the others. Um, let's see if I can find it. In verse uh, 36, he says, don't be afraid, just believe. And then in 39, while this commotion and wailing, the child is not dead, but asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I thought there would be something earlier. But basically, he's he's almost chastising the other folks whose, whose faith is not that great. Right. He says, listen, don't be afraid. And Craig and I, in the last podcast, we talked about the earlier, there was Mark 4, where Jesus and the disciples are on the boat. And they their faith is challenged. And he chastises them, hey, you need to have faith. So it sounds like what Jesus is saying in Mark 4 and in Mark 5 as he's traveling not only is he selling, telling them all of these parables, but it's like, listen, this is about your belief. You have to believe. Mm-hmm. I can heal you, but it doesn't work if you don't have the faith. Right. It begins with you. Jesus is there. Yes, exactly. But you have to believe in him. Exactly. There, that's very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and, and I think it's interesting that he, when he has the whole crowd around him, he stops and mm-hmm. gives her that opportunity to talk about her, mm-hmm. why she believed, or, mm-hmm. what, you know, I believed in you, so, mm-hmm. but but at the same time, she doesn't feel like she's worthy of receiving that blessing, right, right. which is kind of why she snuck up on him. Yeah, because <laughs> there's definitely a class thing, I mean, we know who Jairus is, you know, Jairus is, his name is prominent, and he has mourners, and he's a member of the Pharisees, we don't know who those, this woman is. Right, and she's, he's, Jairus is very entitled, he's like, I'm going to walk up to Jesus, and yep. I'm going to ask him for what I need, Yep. whereas she's like... I, I, she's also already been isolated, mm-hmm. so she has that going against right, her, right? Right. And so she's like, I think that mm-hmm. if I just sneak up behind him, yeah, and and in, in the presence of his power, and mm-hmm. I touch and feel his power, I'll, I'll be healed. Yeah, I was also struck by, um, let's see, where can I find it? Well, verse thirty-five. It's it, this is all about belief and not believing. Um, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jerry, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? It's like, listen, we asked for something, an event happened, she's dead. Obviously, we didn't get the blessing, so the hell with it. You know, that's, let's, let's just walk away. Um, so they didn't even believe that he could, he had the power to confront death. Like exactly. That. And even in verse 40, they say, but they laughed at him. Even when he says, while this question of wailing, this child is not dead but asleep. And I've often thought about Christianity where are there Christians who believe in a quid pro quo Christianity? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll invest in the church if I can get something out in return. Uh, and therefore, if I don't get, especially on my time, what I need, then why bother? I'm just going to, you know, just whatever. Um, and we see this here where Okay, we're going to come to Jesus because we need this child to be healed. Whoop, she's dead. Okay, we didn't get it, so the hell with it. And it's as if they've written off 
Jesus, at least in this verse, uh, this verse 35, mm-hmm. not believing that Jesus has the power of healing. And I'm, I'm not sure if... Um, Jesus, has has he healed someone from the dead before I was, I was thinking about Lazarus. I don't know if uh, Lazarus came before or after yeah, this. I don't remember. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, but I think the other thing that this mm-hmm. verse is saying, too, is you reach out to God. That's exactly right. And he'll stop for you. Yep. He will pay attention. Give mm-hmm. him a chance. Mm-hmm. Believe him. Reach out. He'll hear you. Yes. But you have to remember to be patient. That's exactly <laughs> right. It's not going to happen on your time. It's going to happen on his time. And you have no idea what the blessing will be. A lot of times we're focused on our blessings, you know, when we pray. I've talked about, you know, when I pray, I used to pray, oh, God, you know, here's my situation. Here's how I think I want you to, how the situation should be resolved. So can you bless me with this? Like, oh, I'm, I'm up for a job promotion. Jesus, please give me that promotion. Or I'm trying to find, I'm trying to get this job. Please get me this job. Please get me this girl. Please get me the, the money that, you know, or what have you. A lot of times he will bless us in ways we have no idea of knowing. Yeah. I mean, there have been times in my life, you know, like when I first came out to California, that happened by, I think, happenstance, but it's really a blessing where it just happened to my boss at the time, hooked up with, you know, um, the district attorney's office. He was uh, helping out Terrence Hellman's campaign, and through that, he talked to the office manager and said, hey, I know a guy named Reg Clay. You should hire him. And I didn't have any planning for and that And now you've all. been there 20-something years. <laughs> That's right, 21 years. <laughs> so my point is... You have no idea what God's plan is and how he can bless you. Right. What really struck me when mm-hmm. you were just talking is I, I do project management, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I work on technology projects where we capture what we call business requirements documents mm-hmm. that tell the technology folks what we want them to build. Yeah. And I'm always in these meetings trying to tell the, the business folks, mm-hmm. you're, you're doing solutions. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is state what your need is. Right. And, and we've talked a lot about how you have to be very specific in your prayer, mm-hmm. but at the same time, be specific about what your need is, sure. not about how that need is fulfilled. Exactly. Because a lot of times we think we may know the answer, but we really don't. And you'll be surprised at how God can bless you in ways you never knew. Yeah, this is, really, this is a really good, this has struck me very strongly today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to remember mm-hmm. when I pray yes. just to state what my need is yeah. and not say, I need that person or I need that car or I need that job or I need that. <laughs> right. Here's what I need. Right, exactly. And usually when I, I, when I pray, I basically say, listen, this is what I'm going through right now, especially if it's a bad thing. Help me endure. I don't know how you're going to help me endure, but help me endure. Yeah. Help me deal with this. Um, when I was taking my notes and really thinking about the mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. Um, the unclean woman, yeah, I wrote some notes about being sick. Mm-hmm. I've been sick before. Sure. And when you think about being sick, it's really, you kind of lose your control over your life mm-hmm. to the sickness. Um, you lose your identity. You mm-hmm. become the cancer patient or, you know, the person with a sprained ankle. You're sure. the sprain, you're the gimp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you lose a little bit of your identity. There's mm-hmm. uncertainty. Yet you kind of lose your place in society. You're not going out as much, or mm-hmm. maybe there, maybe there are too many germs, and you're, you're with the way your sickness, you, you can't interact yeah. with people. Yeah. Um, you lose your resources, your energy, mm-hmm. your money in this day and age, yeah. and you lose hope. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of where that woman is coming from. Mm-hmm. She's been going through all this for so long, and she's lost her hope, mm-hmm. and yet. 
and yet she has the faith yep. to get her very specifically. Mm-hmm. Like she's like, wait a minute, this guy can heal people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to him. Yep. And but I'm not worth it. Like I'm not worthy to like be one of the people that's brought up before him to be healed. Sure. Uh, I'm. And I think a lot of people in our society, people we know, people mm-hmm. we don't know, mm-hmm. don't feel like that they are worth, you know, that that job or that mm-hmm. relationship or that or that church. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Asking for, I mean, and a lot of people are very prideful. It's like, wow, I shouldn't be in this situation. Whether it be, I don't know, it could be drug addiction. It could be... Um, just, you know, let's say you did some horrible things in the past and you're still beating yourself up for what you did in the past. You can always ask for help. You can always ask whether it be, you know, your church members or let's say, you know, like, I don't know, counseling or what have you, or just praying uh, to God. You can always, don't don't feel too prideful to not ask. These Both of these mm-hmm. people um, come to Jesus with, with humility, mm-hmm. without a lot of pride. Yep. They're just they're just showing themselves and telling yeah. what they need. I don't even think the woman even showed her face to Jesus. No, not yeah. until he was like, I feel my power gone. Yeah. But do, I, I, I keep reading that part, and I'm like, he knows who it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's another wonderful thing. And actually, you brought this up when we were having breakfast, that Jesus is aware of us. Yeah. God is aware of our presence. Um, there are billions of people who pray to him, to who need, who are in need, you may think, well, why would he just focus on me? I'm just one of, you know, billions of people. But he does. Yeah. And you have to believe But you have to reach out to him. That's exactly right. Right? He's always there. Mm -hmm. But unless you reach out, Mm -hmm. like a few weeks ago we were saying, you have to ask. Yep. Don't be afraid to ask. Yeah. And then he'll stop and pay attention to you. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. How lucky we are. It's a wonderful thing. But like I said, it begins with your belief. You have yeah, to believe. You have, but you have to give him that chance to interact in your life. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking when I was looking at this too, mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, Reg. No, no, no. Go but, for it. But I was like, okay, uh, at, because I'm a tactile person mm-hmm. and this this parable is about touch yeah. and how Jesus' touch heals two different women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking, how do you need to be touched by God today? Yeah, and it's something that, because I think this is something, we, we talked about this uh, during breakfast. It's amazing how um, touching, you know, I talked, I, you know, regionally, everyone comes from a different region or whatever. And that's one of the great things about America that, you know, we're so diverse. There's so many different cultures. And um, I've always thought of it as a, as a tapestry of different fabrics of people coming together. And it sounds wonderful, Polly, uh, you know, um, uh, Pollyannish. Pollyannish. <laughs> but um, there can be some uh, issues, especially when it comes to communication, when it comes to um, to to reaching out to people. I mean, one of the you know, uh, like we have a friend who um, who 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 is in need, um, and you know, I helped uh, clean out his. Craig and I went to clean up his place or whatever, and we did it because we care for him and we know that he's in need, and so we're there. And but that's something that we have within ourselves to want to reach out to for someone to help someone. Who needs your touch today? Right, exactly. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, we can somewhat, sometimes have a callus where we sort of block ourselves from either reaching out because we're in need or reaching out because someone else is in need. 
And sometimes we can get into regional things where, let's say, if I'm a black, I'm black, and I'm like, well, you know, why would I care about the children in, in you know, at the border, who who aren't being picked up or who aren't being held and hugged because they're separated from their parents or whatever? I mean, that's not my situation. Hopefully, we don't become so calloused by what's happening in the world that we lose the ability to touch and to be, reach out to someone yeah. and to reach out to God. I mean, you know, just. Just because you can't see him or you can't, you know, there's nothing, there's no tangible evidence. He's there, you know. Um, all you have to do is just to believe, have faith, and, and reach out for him. Yeah, and so in this, in this, these verses, we see someone who boldly reaches out. That's exactly right. And we see someone who kind of sneakily does it mm-hmm. because they don't feel like they are entitled to sure. that faith and that power. Mm-hmm. So how, how, are, how are our listeners going to encounter Jesus in their life? Are you going to boldly reach out? Right. Or are you going to sneakily do it? <laughs> sneakily. Right. And, and I've done both. You mm-hmm. know, like when I first moved to San Francisco, mm-hmm. I, I used to wear a cross every day. Yeah. And at my grad school, people made fun of me. Mm-hmm. And so I actually stopped wearing it. And then yeah. I was like kind of sneaky about my Christianity. Yeah. We can get into extremes. You can extremely detach yourselves from at least excuse me expressing your faith let's say you you hide your faith which is which is a yeah. horrible thing and then there are those extremes where you're like oh yes I'm, I'm proud and I'm a Christian and they just throw it in your face but the the uh, the intent is more about you know pomp and circumstance you know showing how you know how godly you are and we've seen that from you know the the alt-right so I would think that no matter what you do, if you if you are meek and you're humble, humble yourselves in the sight of God, or if you're a proud Christian, you know, make sure that your intent is pure. Right. I would say, to purely, you know, if you really, really love God and, you, and you're motivated, truly, you know, out of a, a sense of, of, of love, to express yourself, it's fine. But you may be quiet. You, you may just say, listen, I just want to have my quiet time where I pray and I read and I... Um, I, I connect with God in my little quiet space. That's fine, too. It, there are so many avenues to yeah. connect with God. Absolutely. And to connect with each other. Yep. Like this podcast or breakfast or... That's exactly I'm going right. to go on a hike later with some folks. You know, yeah. Like, like you and I, you know, we, we talk very, very personally to each other because I want to find out how you're doing. You want to find out how I'm yeah. doing. And there's nothing very superficial. I mean, I don't have... Personally, I don't have a lot of friends... But quality-wise, the people that I do have in my life, they really, really are friends. Well, I mean, these that's are, the way it's <laughs> supposed to be done, I think. Well, yeah, but, you know, in, in this day and age, you know, like, oh, I've got 50,000 clicks, I've got 50,000 likes, or I've got, you know, all sorts of... Um, Who touches your knee or your shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, like, we've, we've had individuals in our lives, let's say they're in a relationship, and it's been going on for, I don't know, 10 whatever years, and all this, but let's say they break up. Or um, you, 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 I'm just amazed. Like I have an aunt who uh, had was in a relationship for a long time, and then let's say the marriage just broke up just like that. And I'm like, wow, how well did they know each other? I mean, how well do we the people that we talk to every day? How often do we really touch them? How often do we allow them to touch us? How, we get we in our patterns, right? Of yeah. the superficial sure. kind of activity, like you were saying, like a kiss goodbye before work, or mm-hmm. you pack the kids' lunches, or... Right, exactly. This, you know, this uh, this sort of, um, what do you call it, the, uh, the, what's the animal, the gerbil that's on the... The uh, hamster. <laughs> the hamster. <laughs> <laughs> the 
kept us on the hamster wheel or whatever. You just you're just going on and on and on and on. But I think it's important to have a personable connection with people. We're very fortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I think our acting background helps with that because we can access our emotions. Mm-hmm. We're trained to access them yeah. more readily than the average bear. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we, we both come from, you know, like uh, the training that theater is not about pretending, but it's about being as real as possible. Yeah. You and know? I think you can take that to your relationship with other people. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, we share a lot of things that maybe mm-hmm. most people wouldn't sit down to breakfast and say, this happened. Uh, right, right, right. Or what's happening. Yeah. Um, but you can take that relationship to your spirituality too. Exactly. That's exactly right. And when I talk about connecting with other people, I mean, we've talked about what are the, what are the rules of, you know, the, uh, the rules that Jesus say uh, that, Love your God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And when you love your neighbor, I mean, really, really love and care and be connected with them. And that's how you love God's work. That's yeah. right. That's exactly right. I, I wanted to also, I was just kind of looking at my notes, and mm-hmm. what we've just been talking about is extremely important. But I also wanted to remind people mm-hmm. that in this story, like you were saying, yeah. Jarius is there. Jesus is going with him to yeah. try to heal his daughter. Mm-hmm. And then the interruption. Yeah, that's right. With the, the hem of the garment. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure that Jarius was impatient and like, wait, we've got to go. Yeah. Why are you talking to this woman? He probably mm-hmm. knows who she is. Yeah. Because, you know, there's not a lot of population <laughs> there. <laughs> right. And she's been unclean for so long. Yeah. And, and I'm sure he, there was an impatience in, uh, in him. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you can heal my daughter. Let's get to it. Right, right, and so right. why are you talking to this woman? Yeah. And then he gets the news mm-hmm. that she's died. Yeah. And I think I, I want to remind people that the delays mm-hmm. in, of life yeah. are designed to increase your faith. Which it, is a radical concept. Yeah. yeah. So if you're asking God for something, mm-hmm. and we reminded you earlier, God's got his own timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, these challenges are there mm-hmm. so that you can trust in God. Yeah. So that you can rely on him more. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about um, not to connect to too much of the current events, but Friday there was a sh- uh, another shooting that happened uh, very, very tragically uh, in Maryland. And I think about individuals who, once again, it's an individual who um, he was trying to connect with someone on Facebook and she rejected him and he couldn't handle the rejection. How do we handle the bad things that happen in life? And we, we handle, there are bad things that happen in our lives all the time. I mean, Jarius has, you know, he's given bad news. Sorry, your daughter is dead. And all of a sudden, um, well, we, I don't know. We know how he, the, uh, the mourners, uh, the people who tell him how they feel, they're like, well, you put your faith in God and look what happened. You know, uh, he's dead. We are, when you talk about, you know, challenging our faith, is our faith based on the good times? Is it based on mm-hmm. the blessings that we receive? Or can we extend our faith even when things go bad? And to not blame God, to say, well, God, I asked you to do something and it didn't happen and it's your fault. I don't have that belief at all. I, I say, listen, I've just got to hold on just a little bit longer. It will happen. I mean, it, your faith will be challenged. But you have to, um, I, I just believe that Individuals who know how to handle themselves in the darkest of times. They're the strongest of, the, of people. I wonder what Jarius like when they came to him. Mm-hmm. Was he like, it's done, it's over? Or did he still, like, was his faith like mm-hmm. at that moment, was he like, it, did he believe in the people saying, 
she's dead. There's right. nothing Jesus can do. Yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure he looked at Jesus to say, <laughs> "What? What's your response?" We'd certainly know what the other people have said. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking I at. I would have been in shock. I would have been like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't. It doesn't. The I feel like Jesus kind of took him by the hand. It was like, "We're gonna go." She's still. She's asleep. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's yeah. go see. Yeah. Exactly. And immediately, so in verse 35, your daughter's dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Immediately, in verse 36, overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid. Just believe. So it's as if Jesus responds before anyone can react or before they can react to what he's saying. Jesus says, listen, don't be afraid. And I think that's... Don't let that fear come into you. Right, exactly. And I think all of us can uh, apply to that. I mean... I don't know how much faithful I would be to God if every if every day was a wonderful day. If I didn't have any dark moments, I'm not saying that dark moments are important, but it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I mean, we and we've talked about this beforehand. We're going to have some bad times. This is the question we always get: like, how can you be a Christian if this mm-hmm. is happening in the world? Right. That Jesus allows this person to die. Or... Mm-hmm. Some of the best relationships I have are the relationships where we hold on to each other when things are going really bad. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta have faith. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's it's interesting too, Reg. Mm-hmm. That I mean, I, we've touched on this before, mm-hmm. but everywhere in the Bible, it's don't be afraid. That's exactly don't right. Don't be afraid. Yeah, we're so so fearful, and I think that mm-hmm. um, what's happening in our country right now mm-hmm. is it's just a fear-based surgence. Sure, it's a, a surgeon a surge <laughs> of fear yeah. that we can't control. Yeah, I would, I would even go a step further. You know, there are some folks who believe in the politics of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, fear gets people to run to the polls. I mean... It does. Uh, and, and, you know, that's it's an unfortunate thing. But, you know, we talk about the protesters. We talk about people who get off of the couches and are activated by um, the bad things that happen. They say, hey, something needs to be done. And thank you for everyone who's marching right now. Exactly. For the families that have been separated at the border. Exactly. And uh, we'll also put up um, a link again for Racist Texas, R-A-I-C-E-S, Texas.org, where you can give where um, families who are being taken in by ICE and separated by their from their families, they can receive legal aid and also they can uh, be bailed out. So uh, you can never give enough because uh, even though they may have raised hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, that money can go just like that, and there will always be yeah. a new crop of folks picked up and who will need, um, need aid. The impact of fear. Yeah, the impact of fear, but also having your faith even in, in the face of fear. Do you think that, and th- this is kind of straying from the verse, sure, but sure. inspired by, mm-hmm. by our conversation, do you think that where more people are turning to faith right now in this age of fear? That's a good question. I think it's sort of half and half. I think, unfortunately, some you know, have you ever, I remember, first time I ever was involved in a fight. Uh, I, um, not to stray away from what you're saying, but um, like if you're in elementary school and there's like a group of kids after 3 o'clock and they're like, oh, you know, Jenny's going to beat up Billy or Billy's going to beat whatever. There's one group of kids who are excited. Oh, we're going to see a fight. We're going to see some chaos, and it's almost like a mob mentality. Yeah. And then there's some sort of like, or recoils, like, whoa, something really bad is going to happen. I don't know if I can see this, and maybe I should get away. I think in this country, um, just from what I've seen, there's some who are empowered by it, 
who are like, hey, I guess this is what power is really all about. You know, um, or they they wield the Bible as their shield, like the like she, like sessions. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly right. You know, you use the Bible for derogatory, what I would consider yeah. derogatory means. But I think there are some who um, are so hurt by what's going on that they do uh, run closer to the Bible. We don't see them in the news or whatever. Well, um, Bishop um, Curry, yeah. Bishop Michael Curry, you know, he still has his. Um, Reclaiming Jesus movement, right? And he's emboldened by what he's seeing from the Trump administration, and that is. Uh, I hope that that movement keeps growing, and I'm going to keep monitoring it as long as the press keeps on writing about it. So I think it's half and half. I mean, what have you seen from your friends? I now? actually have seen more people going back to church, Good. which I find fascinating. Oh. Yeah, there are different kinds of churches. There's synagogues, or mm-hmm. or there, some of them are in choirs now that weren't before. You yeah. Know? So they're they're looking for they're looking to be touched by Jesus and God. Yeah, I know that we love our comfort level. I mean, I think that uh, people love to be comfortable and they love their rote routine. And I think when that gets disrupted, all of a sudden we reflect and we ask why, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I can relate it to the NBA. People are talking about where LeBron is going to go. <laughs> you know, there wouldn't be where any of these trades. Who, who, the, who the heck knows? But uh, you don't have that unless, I mean, if he had won the championship, then there wouldn't be any talk at all. It's like, okay, we're relaxed, we're okay. Like the Warriors, no one's talking about, okay, what are the Warriors going to do? Because they're in their comfort zone. Right. So, right. I, so I think that when people are disrupted, people start reflecting and looking within and hopefully looking to God to say, okay, maybe I need to reconnect with my faith. Yes. Because there's something that I need. Yeah, I think that when there is, there are times of stress, like you were saying before, mm-hmm. that's the opportunity right. to reconnect with the people mm-hmm. that you love mm-hmm. and with your faith. Yeah. And this crowd, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about the crowd fear mentality. Sure. They actually become a lynch mob in the, ne- uh, the next parable or a couple of parables. Oh, is that right? Mark 6? Yeah. 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 So, it, yeah, that fear is very powerful. Yeah, and the whole crowd mentality it's very easy, especially when you're younger, to be to be sucked up by the crowd, the Me Too, you know, the crowd, not the Me Too movement, but basically, oh, Jimmy and Billy and Bobby are doing this, so I'm going to do this too because I want to be a part of the, the, the crowd. I think that your foundation needs to be stronger than that. Um, you know, like being Christian, you had mentioned, you know, you may be one of the fewer of, of your friends to be a Christian. Yeah. And, um it was, I'm sure it's a, it was a bold move for you to talk about your Christianity to people who are not Christian. Well, since we've been doing this podcast, I'm definitely much more right? verbal about it. Awesome. So, yeah. And I think I've, I've mentioned a few times people are like, you're Christian? What? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, 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 I think because when I moved here, mm-hmm. I was kind of conditioned yeah. not to talk about it from yeah. my grad school yeah. contemporaries. Mm-hmm. They were very... Uh, uh, they looked upon it in, in a lot of disdain. And so I learned to kind of hide it. Yeah, you just do you're it not, you're on not my talk, own. Yeah, you're not talking about your Baylor. No, no, at grad, uh, here at grad, grad, grad school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, very liberal actors. And, sure. Um, but uh, I, I think, too, like having this communion with you mm-hmm. and with Craig and yeah. with our listeners, mm-hmm. it just reminds me that I have to make time for God. Mm-hmm. I have to make time for my faith. Yeah. You know, like, I, I bought a little notebook so I could, like, awesome. yeah. do my mm-hmm. Bible study for whatever we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And it, 
life is busy. Yeah. Like we were saying before. Yeah. You get into your patterns. Mm-hmm. If you have to reach out and touch, re- reach out to other people, mm-hmm. touch them and connect with them. Yeah. Especially, I mean, yes, we're reaching you guys through technology. Yes. <laughs> but, I, but we have a dearth of human interaction mm-hmm. in our society today. That's right. That's right. And, and the more that you can be in front mm-hmm. of someone yeah. and connect with them, I think the better mm-hmm. your emotional state will be, your mm-hmm. mental state. Mm-hmm. If you can get out and go on a hike or whatever, your physical state. That's right. Um, but you have to make those opportunities. Yep. And I'll tell you a funny, a quick story. So I, uh, you know, I hang out with Norman G all the time, especially with us doing the Yay, and he's also directing my uh, my piece Four Men in Paris, and um, we're about to have auditions in two weeks. But in any case, um, Wednesday, we had finished having a meeting, and we we're sitting down at the Buttercup Grill. And I say, Grace, as I always do. And he said, you know, I've always thought about grace. And we started talking about saying grace and faith and all that stuff. And he knows that at the Faith Podcast, we don't usually talk about religion. His wife is Jewish. And he, I think he's sort of agnostic. But we had a nice conversation about faith and it, it, it you know usually when a christian wants to talk to someone non-christian it's like well i guess i better prompt this conversation mm-hmm. a lot of times you don't have to you just live the way that you live and all of a sudden people start asking questions like hey i want to ask about your faith I'm like how do you believe in this and that or whatever so it opened up a conversation and i was like wow this is fantastic that's good i reached out to him without having to do so deliberately yeah well you re- you consciously yeah. spoke about it I think that that's what I mean by you have to mm-hmm. to 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 focus on it and make those opportunities. Yeah. Um, it's but, not like I gave him a pamphlet. Like, right. Hey, you didn't need to. Blah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. What do yeah. they say in the South Bible bangers? You, know, <laughs> you were like hitting him yeah. over the head with your Bible. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but connecting, that's exactly like right. this is really to me. This verse was really about touching touching other people, mm-hmm. touching God with your faith. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to reach out mm-hmm. and, and to search and seek God and his power. Exactly. And having the belief, you know, touching that garment, n- knowing that, knowing, not thinking, not hoping, but really having a, a, a profound belief. Even if you don't think you're worthy, mm-hmm. like this woman, did, right. she didn't feel like she had an upper class, mm-hmm. you know, right to yep. a healing. Yep. But it's, it's for everyone. That's exactly right. Like we were saying earlier, Jesus is there for you. Mm-hmm. Reach out to him. Yeah. Don't be afraid to ask. That's exactly right. Yeah. With that, you think we should wrap up? Yeah, let's do. Close that in prayer? Oh, yes. Um, thank you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your words um, that we can digest and live by and share with others. Thank you so much for Reg and Craig, who isn't with us, to create this community um, where we can interact with each other and with our listeners. Um, Please keep the protesters that are marching for children today safe. Please keep our families and friends safe today. Please sit on their hearts and embolden them to reach out to you and to share your gift with others. In this name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, let me give you my last blurb. Faith is a podcast open to anyone. You may not believe at all. You may be Muslim, Jewish, agnostic, or atheist. You may have had a horrible experience in the church, which have made you turn your back to God. 
you can still have faith. We ask that you listen to this podcast, even challenge us. Write us up on Facebook or Instagram or uh, Snapchat. I'll give you all those links a little bit later on. And tell us how you, what you believe and what you think about this podcast. Uh, don't feel alienated because we speak of what we believe. The Bible has been around for thousands of years, and even now, in the age of the Internet and social media and great technology, it still has a message for all of us. You can listen to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, on iTunes. Um, just open up your iTunes app, click on Store, go to the search engine on the upper right-hand side, and you can find you got to have faith. For SoundCloud users, I'm sorry, for Android users, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, search for us and you can find us. Thanks for listening, and God bless. And I'm going to close it out with um, Sam Cook. <laughs> Touch me. She said it was all just a touch the hammer and the I know I